Today's sponsor is EveryPlate. Initially, I thought meal kits had to be expensive, that there were kind of a splurge. But as it turns out, EveryPlate is more affordable than groceries. Their quality ingredients come pre-portioned to help you save money and reduce food waste, you know, like the bag of spinach that I throw out every single week. You can skip the store and let EveryPlate plan, shop, and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a consistently low price. For me, in the summer, I'd rather be out enjoying the sunshine than cooking. EveryPlate helps me do just that. Simple, stress-free recipes come together in just six steps and are ready in about 30 minutes or less. You can choose between 17 recipes that change every week and swap proteins and sides to your liking, so you can switch up dinner routines however you want. Every plate helps me experience more of my favorite things in life by saving me time and money, which means more money towards vacations, concerts, the list goes on. You can choose from classic plate, veggie plate, family plate, and easy plate preferences to serve up crowd-pleasing meals night after night. Try every plate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code SELFIE179. Again, that's $1.79 per meal at everyplate.com with the code SELFIE179. Today, our show is sponsored by Nutrafol. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. If you are among them, know that you're not alone and there is a solution you can trust to deliver results. Thousands of women have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol. Nutrafol offers targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. Healthier hair growth takes time. You'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months of use. Nutrafol is physician-formulated to be 100% drug-free. They use medical-grade botanicals in consistently effective doses so you get the most reliable results. And no matter your stage in life, they have a solution. Nutrafol women's formulation is ideal if you're experiencing thinning hair loss caused by stress, dieting, overstyling, or environmental toxins. Their other formula, Women's Balance, is for additional hormone support for those with thinning hair through menopause. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code SELFIE to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, you get free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code SELFIE. Hello, I'm Sarah James, a lifestyle blogger and self-help aficionado. And I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and psychotherapist. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast in the Life Listen Network about two women embarking on a self-care bender. We're both of the opinion that self-care is important, and yet it's elusive. And while we may have all the information we need, we don't always get there. We want to explore different aspects of self-care, from the silly to the serious, looking at body, mind, and spirit, and also just some random talk that's thrown in there for good measure. We also want to look at the defenses and distractions to keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. Hey guys, well today we have a really fun interview with one of my favorite people, Jamie Wright. She is the author of the book, The Very Worst Missionary, and she was a missionary for many years. It's a really funny book and we have a fun interview with her. But first, Sarah, what is new with you? Well, we are about to move in. I can't believe I'm saying that. I can't either, really. Like, when's the big day? Well, you know, it's really funny because I don't really know. Since (laughs) we we haven't sold the house that we're in right now, 
So we don't have, yeah, that's awesome. But we don't really have a set date, which I think is causing me some like stress that I've pushed way, way down within, within me Uh, because I'm so type A. So I don't really know. We don't have a date, but we are starting to move things in next week. So I was actually smudging the new house last night. Well, you're going to have to explain what that means to our non-woo-woo listeners. (laughs) I was going to because I posted a photo on my Instagram and, of course, had a lot of DMs saying anything from like, wow, that's amazing. That's so great to like, what the F are you doing? This is so weird. So and some requests to write a post about it or do a video, which I'm not going to do any of that, but I'm going to talk about it right now for about three minutes. (laughs) I can just direct everybody to it. (laughs) But smudging a house is also known as saging a home is just a way to clear negative energy in a physical space um, that might be hanging around from people living in it before or past lives or any of that woo woo stuff. Now, in my particular case, the family that lived in the house before us, a lovely, lovely family, but they had some really, really hard times um, in the years leading up to selling the house, um, a lot of sadness. And, um, and so I've always, been, I've always been a fan of saging. It's just kind of a rit- ritual where you burn sage or different kinds of, it's usually sage, but sometimes it's cedar and they make these smudge sticks where they're kind of all wrapped up with string. It kind of looks like a gigantic joint <laughs> and um, <laughs> you light it and the particular properties of sage or let's say cedar help clear negative energy. So you kind of walk through while it's burning and it's just, you know, the smoke clears the negative energy and it's, it's a ritual and I'm a big believer in rituals. If they work for you, I'm kind of the type of person that's like, you do whatever you need to do to make you feel good about your situation when it, you know, when it comes to rituals. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, well, sage has been proven to get rid of this and that, but it's just also kind of like a lovely um, ritual to do. My husband was with me and it's kind of like, you know, starting, starting fresh. Yeah. Um, so and there was a lot of sadness in this home and I wanted to make sure that I let that energy know it was time to be released and it can move on and we welcome happy, joyous, healthy energy into the home. So it only, you know, it doesn't take very long. I just um, burn a smudge stick and you can actually buy smudge sticks already made. You don't need to go grow your own sage, although you totally can. <laughs> <laughs> um, I bought it at a local place that I love here called Shop Good in Oklahoma City. And I did that. And then I also, you know, I'm a big fan of crystals. Once mm-hmm. again, honestly, the reason I started buying crystals are because I think they're pretty. That is the reason I bought. I buy crystals, but I've looked into it more. And I just do think once again, it's kind of ritualistic and a lot of different crystals do different things. So I took over a few of my crystals. There's um, a crystal called um, selenite, which is like this white kind of quartz looking crystal that's known for protecting physical residences and homes. And you just kind of place it in a corner of your house and it's to protect the energy and not let negative energy come into the home. So we did that last night to get the house all ready. And Dustin was very into it. He was like, when are we, when are we smudging? When are we smudging the house? Like, I want to do this, which I thought was so weird. 
But then I realized it's because he got a delivery of furniture to a studio and he really wanted to move it out into the house. (laughs) (laughs) After that happened. Yeah. And he knew that I wouldn't allow that to happen until I smudged the house while it was empty. So I realized, yes, it wasn't because he was trying to, you know, like hold my hand and walk me through this love ritual. It's because he wanted to move furniture out of his studio. But so Sarah, be it. can we get your weird burning thing <laughs> over with you so seen. I can move in the furniture? He was following me around. I mean, he was actually very respectful. I'm like, now, honey, I'm like, you don't need to say anything out loud, but you might just want to think to yourself, negative energy, you know, we release you from this home and we are open to receiving positive energy. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. You know, he's just kind of walking behind me, watching me. Huh. It's really important to sage the doorways. Like you go up each wooden doorway and come down and... Yeah, so I was like full out wooing last night, but it's smudged and it's ready to go. Well, I'm so glad. So smudging, I mean, historically, is that a Native American? Yes. 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 A Native American ritual. I think it is a Native American. I'm almost positive. It might even go back before. It's been around for eons and eons. But yeah, and and you can mix it all together, which is great. Like mine had the cedar, which is really powerful and clearing, but it also had calendula, which is a healing herb and sweet grass. And it's just fun, you know, raise the vibration. You know what I'm saying? Well, my practical mind wants to know if you set off all of your smoke alarms. Oh, well, I, I did ask that first. I said, um, are the smoke <laughs> alarms, are they installed yet? <laughs> he said, no. So we didn't have anything to worry about. Everything was, we didn't set off any alarms. I didn't, um, there were like burning bits of ember that kept falling. And I was like, oh my God, I'd be like, sweep it up because I was afraid it was going to make a mark on our new floors. So it was like <laughs> this perfect mix of like kumbaya, woo woo with then my type A would just pop out. And I'd be like, never mind. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. Get that. Get totally. That. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> typical, typical Sarah for sure. Well, we're going to have to do a whole episode on the crystal thing, because I'm not going to lie, as you're telling me that this certain crystal does a certain thing, in my head, I'm like, "Mm." Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, you know, and I have friends that are super, super into it, and far more well-educated than I am. Maybe we should have someone come on and talk about it. We um, should, because I'm fascinated, but I also feel like it sounds like tarot cards. It's to- and- No, it's totally tarot cards. But like once I get, <laughs> once, like I said with the whole ritual thing, sometimes I feel like the mind is very powerful. And if you find something that resonates with you, that helps you, you know, do better, be better, think better, I'm all for it personally. I'm like, you, yeah, you do you. No, you I know? agree. You know? I completely agree. super interesting. I tend to think more pragmatically about it. And I think the ritual is what brings the healing, not the actual crystal or the sage or the property or the vibration. I tend to think it's more of just a a ritual that cleanses your own mind and your own brain space. But I know there are people that really think like you put a certain crystal in your bathroom and you're going to like have, you know, healing from the actual crystal. There was a point where I had citrine in my in my bra, which that's a story for another time. It was supposed to help with indigestion. I don't really think it did. I think that was my that was my one and only time of actually wearing a crystal on my person. I was like, that's yeah, really no, funny. yeah, no, yeah. So what's going on with you? Oh my gosh, Sarah! I mean, literally, 
10 minutes before we started recording, I'm just having life thrown in my face. So I, you know, get a phone call from my ex. We've got a teenager who's acting like an idiot as they do. Yes. You know? Yes. So we had a little discussion about that. I mean, you know, it's really, it's not anything that's not age appropriate, but it's just, you know, it's testing limits. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. I got to say teenagers, it's really stressful. You know, who who was it? It's like that old proverb or I can't remember where it came from. Just saying that when you have babies, you never sleep. But when you have older children, you never rest. I know. And, you know, I used to cling to, like, there could be nothing worse than the baby stage because I really didn't like the baby stage or the toddler stage. But the mental energy, I mean, I went to bed last night worrying about my kid and his peer group and Mm. what the right thing is for me to do. When I bust him, do I call other parents? And, like, all this stuff, it's so fraught. Um, And then, you know, it's just... I mean, they just have access to so much more now, you know? Oh, yeah. Don't, don't even get so me started. Scary. This whole, the whole meme culture and. Oh, I, I know, which I would love for us to have. Well, we had a little conversation about that in the Facebook community. Yeah, um, we need to have it. We, that, that's a full episode because I'm, full I'm episode. in the same boat as you. I mean, Derby's yeah. only 11, but he's entering middle school. And some of the issues we've come up against just in the past couple of months have been really eye-opening and slightly harrowing and just at what these children are seeing every day through social media. And it's freaking me out not to. Well, to be honest, I honestly can't believe I look at my son's Instagram account from time to time. And Mm -hmm. I look at what he posts, which is actually not real concerning. It's usually like videos of him. Right. Skating downstairs or something. Right. You know? Right. But the stuff his peers post, mm. mm-hmm. I am just like, where are these parents? Mm-mm. Like, they're posting themselves vaping. They're posting, mm-hmm. you know, just photos of themselves flipping off, which, listen, I'm sure my child is not above flipping people off. Right. But I don't want photographic evidence of it on the internet. It's just like no one's winding the store for some of these kids. No. And it's super scary too, because, you know, my son does not have a phone. He doesn't have social media accounts. He has none of that. And he, but he has a a shared family laptop. It's just, it's scary. And exactly what you're saying, where are these parents? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think maybe, you know, they are not as connected to social media as you and I are. So they don't, they're not even aware of these accounts. I think a lot of the kids will create an account and then they like create a, a separate account that they actually use. No. So. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And it's one of those things that you have to, you have to be on your toes every day because it's changing so quickly. The minute you think you have your finger on it, they're on a different app. I know. It's so true. Oh, well, yeah. I so will say, I mean, this, this isn't, This isn't the topic of the day, but I just have to say, lock down your kid's phone and turn off the app store because Uh, it's very easy to do. You go into restrictions, you put in a password and just turn off their ability to add apps because if they can add any app they want, they can do anything they want on their phone. Yeah. Anything. Anything. 
turn it off. Turn it off. Scary. We'll, de- we'll anyway, definitely so, do a post on this. I mean, do an episode. I know. Episode. We really yeah. should. Yeah. Um, so right after that, and I text you and say, I need 10 more minutes. I'm dealing with an issue. Like just before I go <laughs> um, mammogram, I never got the results. So she called me and I have a nodule mm. that they want to further ultrasound. Well, that sounds familiar. Vaguely yeah. familiar. I know. Well, I know you've one, had that before too. So I'm proce- I'm in the midst of processing that information. Okay. Well, most likely, most seriously, statistically, most likely, it will be nothing. I'm dying. It will be no. Yes, it's so, you know what's so funny to me is that I am. I can be so calm with anyone else but myself. Like I'm sitting here thinking, "You're fine. It's going to be a cyst. Hey, I've got 32 in my right breast and whatever in the left. That's all it's going to be, and you got no big deal." However, I realized if it was me, I'd be like writing my like eulogy for someone to read. Yeah. But um, don't, don't worry because I mean, I can't think of the last time I had a mammogram that came back that was normal. So really, oh yeah. I mean, they're always, they're always further review, further review. And so I would not be, have you, you, did you notice it yourself or they just saw it? No, they saw it. I don't notice anything. <clears throat> did they tell you where it was? She said on my left breast. Did you feel around? No, I guess I will. Yeah, well, I, don't I mean, feel anything? Yeah, it's um, really, honestly, statistically, it's probably nothing. Yeah, but still, yeah, not not a fun phone call to get at all. No, not at all. And also, I was really frustrated because it's like, were you guys gonna call me? Because <laughs> I had to Seriously, follow up. Seriously, that that's yeah. What's up with that? I know. So are you going back in for you're going back in for an ultrasound and another yes. mammogram? Okay. Just an ultrasound, she said. Yeah. And she said they just want to get a baseline. Yes. I mean, she didn't seem super concerned. She said yeah. we want a baseline image of it so that if it grows, we can be concerned. Perfect. They probably already know it's a cyst then. You can tell in most films, because of the way it looks, they're like because you know, cysts are fluid filled, usually tumors right. or not. Okay. Um, so, yeah, but it, you know what? It'll be good that you get the ultrasound because the other good thing about the ultrasounds is that they'll look at the entire breast and you can pick up things with an ultrasound that you can't see through a traditional mammogram. Oh, that's so, good. So, you know, you're just, just think of it as an extra layer of protection. <sighs> but still, I'm okay. sorry. That's, I hate that. I don't like those phone calls at all. I know. I don't like the, the period in between where you just, your brain gets to go crazy with the what ifs. <sighs> I know. <laughs> Like, I, I just want to have that ultrasound tomorrow. I, girl, I know. When is it? I don't know. I, I'm not kidding. I had that phone call two seconds before we so started talking. I'm sure you're just loving having to podcast right now. That's, yeah, I'm totally yeah. fine. I'm so fine. It's great. This is fine. Not an anxious person at all. Oh, well, no big okay. Deal. So how about, uh, let's switch the gears for a little bit. Let's switch the gears. How about you tell me what you're doing with all the photos that are on your phone, on your computer, what are you doing with them? Ah, well, we have talked about this before, and I just tend to let them sit on my computer or on my phone. I make folders. They're based on the month. It's a joke because I can never find anything. <laughs> um, there's this whole routine Jim Gaffigan does. I don't know if you've heard this one about how he has laptops that are just full of photos that he doesn't know what to do with. <laughs> Like, he's like, oh, that's the Disney laptop. Like, that's the photos. 
So, you know, I've been trying to be better, but we do have a sponsor that we're talking about today that has been incredibly helpful for me in this, and it is Canvas People. It's a great resource for printing those photos that sit on your phone and on your computer. Yes. Um, and I'm, I'm not even good at getting my favorite photos together, but there are certain times of the year during the holidays or whatever when I'm looking for gifts for my parents or, you know, extended family members. And this is a perfect way to print your favorite photos out on canvas and they make some really unique, beautiful prints. Yeah, they really do. They are, they're like, they're wrapped around canvas. So they are like pieces of art. Um, they're really clean. They're really minimal. What I like about the canvas art versus, you know, putting a picture in a frame is there's not that glare off the glass. There's no distracting frame. It's just the picture sitting right next to other pieces of art. If you're doing a gallery wall or something like that. No, that's so true. It does. They, they fit in very well with a lot of different, different, different styles of art. So we know you're going to love Canvas, people. We have a special code that you can use to get an 11 by 14 Canvas People print for free. This is a $69 value, and all you have to do is pay shipping and handling. It's a really good deal. So to get your own Canvas print for free, visit canvaspeople.com, upload your photo, and enter the code SELFIE. This is a special limited time offer for today's listeners. So go to canvaspeople.com today and use the code SELFIE for your free 11 by 14 print. Okay, so it is time for two thumbs up, Miss Kristen. What do you have for us today? Well, you know, I'm kind of cheating because one of mine is one that you talked about just last week. <gasps> oh, really? Oh, <laughs> But really? I really want to talk about it because I love it so much. So on your recommendation, I bought that Suki Exfoliate Foaming Cleanser. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm in love. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. In love. Yes. So if you missed Sarah talking about it, it is a green company. Um, so it's, you know, all natural. It is a – I can't even explain it. It's a sh- like a sugar scrub in a jar. First of all, it smells so heavenly. I want to eat it. It does, doesn't it? It's like grapefruit and citrus. And I – You know, speaking of rituals, I really am loving every morning washing my face with that because I feel like just the sense memory of that smell is just like, you're going to have a happy day. It's a happy smell. It is a happy smell. So bright. Yes. But as you said, it exfoliates. It's got the grit of like an exfoliator, but then it gets this really great lather too. Mm -hmm. So it's like a two in one. It's Isn't it like the... It's like almost a creamy lather. Yes. It's, uh, I know. That is I'm sincerely amazing. obsessed. I think <gasps> your praise for it was absolutely worth it. And now I'm like going down a rabbit trail with this company, Suki, mm-hmm. because it is all natural. Mm-hmm. So I did find on Amazon, because of course I want to try everything. Uh-huh. They have a little mini kit that has all their products in it. Perfect. So I'm ordering that. It's only 21 bucks. Um, and I will link up to that in our Selfie Podcast Facebook community if anyone else is interested in trying this cute little company. That's perfect. And it is. It is an exceptional company, um, but she keeps the prices um, down. They are not like a lot of these green beauty companies where it's really pricey. Um and I've actually tried some of our products. I don't know if that one that you're talking about, the mini kit has the balancing oil in it. 
It does. It is. The balancing oil is so perfect for summer. I just did an updated blog post on my morning and evening skincare routine, which has everything I use from start to finish. I'll link that up too as well. But the balancing oil has become my favorite for the summertime because it hydrates just enough, but there's like no residue left. You put it on, your skin soaks it up, and you're on your way with, you know, some oils can hang around for a long time. This one does not. It soaks in, it does its job, and there's like no trace. I love it. Yep. I really like it. I'm so glad you recommended it. You were so effusive about it that I ordered it on Amazon while you were talking. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, I do appreciate that the price point is is within reach because that is one criticism of the whole green beauty thing is like some of it is insane. Oh, for sure. For sure. Totally insane. Yes. And this is definitely affordable for green beauty. It is. All right. My other thumbs up for this week is a new tea company, new to me. I am completely obsessed with tea. I drink at least two cups of tea a day. I drink a morning tea. I drink a tea every night before bed. Um, So I'm always going through teas. Um, This one is called Big Heart Tea Company. It's loose teas. So you need to have, you know, a um, a little floater to use it, but they have a really good chai. Um, But more than that, they have one called Cup of Sunshine, and it's turmeric and ginger, (gasps) which I'm really trying to drink a turmeric tea every day because Mm -hmm. turmeric is so good for Mm -hmm. anti-inflammatory. It's just got all these health benefits. So that Cup of Sunshine, I and even just the name, and it's a a very yellow, kind of a bright, gingery tea. Um, I feel like it's like a nice little morning wake-up. And then they have another one that I'm obsessed with at night, um, which is their, it's called Royal Treatment and it's mint and lavender. And it's just the perfect like herbal before bed tea. Ooh, those sound good. I definitely want to try the one with ginger. I love ginger. Yeah. It's, it's a great, it's a really good company. Um, it's sourced well. Um, they actually have a product called Sunshine Dust, which is a t- like a turmeric powder too. Mm-hmm. If anybody, if anybody else is on a turmeric kick, but um, their website is BigHeartTea.com. Ooh, I like that. I'm gonna check that out. Yes, for sure. Okay, what well, are yours? Um, speaking of supplements or vitamins, I've got some gummies I'm gonna talk about, and I know many of you. Well, I know, I know this because we've already had this discussion on our Facebook community. Many of us take magnesium yes. as a supplement, not just because it keeps you regular, it helps you sleep, it like takes care of aches and pains, but it's actually great for migraines. And it was actually recommended mm-hmm. to me by my neurologist who's very Western medicine. So when he says, please take magnesium, I'm like, okay, yeah, you know? Right. Um, so... The brand I've used forever is called Calm, and it's a powder. And, which I also use. Yes. I also take the Calm powder. I think a lot of people take the Calm powder, but it's a powder that you have to mix with warm water, and it tastes great and all that, but I'm super lazy, and I don't like having to dish out the powder and mix it with the hot water and dissolve it and then just sip. I just It's just not my thing. So, But I had to replenish it because I was out, and I saw that they make it in gummies now. There are gummies, okay, you, gummies. You mentioned gummies. this in the Facebook page. Yes. 
which, you know, if you guys were over there, you would already know this. So get over there. But I am so excited about this because just like you, I, I, it is, it's hard to mix it because you either have to mix it with hot water or you have to mix it with cold water and wait 15 minutes for like the magnesium to coagulate or something. I mean, who has time for that? I don't have time for that at all. Well, a gummy is so much more practical. Oh, it's so good. So the serving size is four. Um, but before I take a little bit more because I have to take 500 milligrams a day for migraine prevention. So I take three in the morning and three at night. And it's just, I, they taste really good. It's the exact same flavor as the powder, which is raspberry lemon. <laughs> yeah, it's raspberry lemon. Yes. And just chew up the gummies. And there you go. No more mixing. It's the best thing ever. And um, I just love that magnesium. I love that brand. It was interesting when I mentioned to the Facebook community about these gummies last week, someone said that they they knew the owner of the company that makes it. And like, it's just such a reputable company that is so passionate about wellness, which I loved hearing that too. So totally. I think it's a really good company and brand to get behind. Plus it's just super easy. So if you guys take magnesium or you're thinking about taking magnesium, which you should, you should get these gummies. Super easy. Yeah, magnesium is good for so many things. It's oh. also um, shown to be really good for PMS symptoms. Yes. Yes. Um, although we must caution that when you first start taking magnesium, <laughs> it can be a bit of a laxative. So you need to build up slowly. You do have to build up your tolerance to it. Yes. Don't don't just go eating five gummies in one sitting because no. you might be on the toilet the whole next day. No matter which how might, good they taste. Might be a good thing for some of you people. I don't That's know. True. So now, you know, I talked previously about those probiotics plus fiber that I use for Malou because she, you know, gets constipated easily. I've now added one magnesium gum, gummy into her daily routine because it says children ages four and over can take oh. one a day. So she oh, takes awesome. that. Which she loves because, I mean, hell, it's one more gummy you get to eat. It's like candy. So Yeah, what kid doesn't want another gummy? Seriously, give me all the gummies. She wants all the gummies. So we have that. So we got the gummies. And then my other two thumbs up is, do you use wool dryer balls? I don't. Should I? Yes. <laughs> yes, you should. Um, well, I, you know, obviously I'm hoping you don't use dryer sheets. Um, I do do, but I use green ones. Okay. That's okay. Fine. That's fine. That's, I guess that's fine. I'd have to look further into the label. Oh, well, I mean, traditional dryer sheets are horrible. They're just toxic and they they aren't good for your, besides just being toxic, they aren't good for clothing. They, they make your clothing look older faster. I know it smells fresh and all of that crap, but no, don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, I did not know that. No, don't do it. So I haven't used anything for years. I just throw the clothes in the dryer and that's that. Now I don't get that. Oh, it smells like a, you know, toxic field of daisies smell, but you know, it's just, it's, <laughs> it just, it just smells like, you know, what it should smell like, which is nothing. But anyway, um, I digress. Wool dryer balls are these, these wool, they're just wool dryer balls. They're wool balls that you throw in that help with the clothing and making the reducing static and all the things dryer she just supposed to do. But what my friend just told me that I've started doing is that you can put a couple of drops of your favorite essential oil on the dryer balls and then throw them in and you get, if you're looking for a little bit of a scent, it adds that nice scent, but it's totally natural. So oh, yeah, that's awesome. easy peasy. You can buy the dryer balls on Amazon. 
They have a whole bunch of different ones. I, I'll link up to the ones that I bought, which are a little bit larger, so they work a little bit better. And yeah, and how I'm many just, times can you use a wool dryer ball? I think for a really, 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 really long time. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Okay, I need like, to switch over. Yeah, so if you're using traditional dryer sheets, you got to stop doing that. Don't do it, man. And get these okay, dryer balls and then use a little essential oil or something like lemon or Lang Lang or whatever you want and make your clothes smell all fresh. I'm sold. I'm sold. All right. All right. We've talked a lot about skincare on the show and specifically tretinoin. If you're not familiar, it's a retinoid, which is an active vitamin A derivative that's used to improve the texture, tone, and appearance of the skin. Today's sponsor, Dear Brightly, has a product called Night Shift, and tretinoin is the active ingredient in Night Shift. This is the only FDA-approved retinoid for treating photoaging, which is premature skin aging due to long-term sun exposure. Tretinoin stimulates collagen production to prevent and treat signs of premature skin aging from years of sun damage, things like fine lines and wrinkles, dark spots, uneven skin tone, and big pores. Tretinoin can only be acquired through a prescription, but it's 20 times more potent than the -the over-the-counter retinol products. It's one of the most well-researched ingredients with over 50 years of research behind it for both acne and photoaging. I had a chance to try Night Shift and I'm really liking it. I have the unfortunate experience of having both breakouts and wrinkles at the same time and it's great for both. I have seen my fine lines, decreasing. I've seen my skin tone looking better and it feels really nice. If you've used an over-the-counter retinol before, you know it's really great, but a dermatology-grade retinoid is even better. Night Shift is their dermatologist-formulated serum that's tailored to your skin by doctors online. Dear Brightly works by you first of all starting by sharing your skin story with them, then a doctor evaluates your skin and your skin history. They then tailor your formula and write a prescription, if applicable, and your tailored serum will be delivered to you in the mail. It's super simple and easy. Head to www.dearbrightly.com and enter the promo code SELFIE to get 15% off your first order, which is their very best offer offer anywhere. That's S-E-L-F-I-E to get 15% off your first order at dearbrightly.com. So when I was a teen learning to shave my legs, my mom did not do me any favors by buying me really cheap disposable razors. If you grew up in as a teen in the 90s, you know the ones and they left nicks and cuts all over me when I was trying to shave. So With two girls learning how to shave their legs right now, I am committed to making sure that they have good quality razors. Guys, I was probably well into my 30s before I realized the difference a quality razor makes. Today's sponsor is Athena Club. They have great razor kits that we have been using in our house for a couple months. The razor blades are awesome. They are surrounded by this water-activated serum that has shea butter and hyaluronic acid, so you get a silky smooth shave that actually leaves your skin soft and hydrated as opposed to stripped dry. And their blades are spaced out to let hair and shave cream pass through easily so you don't have to make a ton of passes going over and over the skin to remove the hair. Fewer passes means less irritation to your skin, which cuts down on razor burn and ingrown hairs. The razor kit is only $9 with free shipping and it comes with two blade cartridges, a cute little magnetic hook for your shower storage, and your choice of a handle color. I personally chose the coral, but what I really like about it is they have a ton of different colors, black, white, pastel, neon, so if you have a big family like mine, everyone can have the razor in their own color so you don't get them confused. What I also love about Athena Club, you guys know I love automating things. You never have to worry about dull blades because they send refills on your schedule. 
You just choose how often you want them and they will send them automatically with free shipping. I would also highly recommend their cloud shave foam too. It's insanely thick and stays on while you shave so you don't have to reapply. It leaves your skin feeling very moisturized. It's really, really good. If you want to try a great quality razor that cuts down on the wastefulness of disposable razors, try Athena Club Razor Kit. You can get 20% off your first order at athenaclub.com with the promo code SELFIE. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-C-L-U-B.com with the promo code SELFIE for 20% off. All right. Well, I do, again, want to mention our Facebook community page because there have been so many good conversations over there, and we hope you guys will come and join us. It is truly a warm and supportive community. This week, we talked about what everybody is reading for summer. Mm -hmm. We talked about shows we are watching. Mm -hmm. We talked about friendship in your 40s. We talked about weighted blankets. A lot of people have different companies they recommended. Um, we talked about various skin conditions. It was an interesting week over in the Facebook community. <laughs> Always talking about some sort of PMS, skin, or health-related condition I know. that everyone talks about at the same time. But I do want to add, just because this question was asked just this morning before I hopped on here to record with you, Kristen, um, obviously there's a lot going on over at our Facebook community group. However, someone was asking, hey, I remember you talked about those probiotics a couple of shows ago. Where can I find that? We do always have the show notes at selfiepodcast.com. So if you're thinking of something specific, I would say check there first because you know you're going to, we're always going to list what we talked about there. It might be on our Facebook groups, but we have such a vibrant community and there's so much going on at one time that it might get pushed down really quickly. You can always use the search bar on the community group on the left side to help kind of like narrow down your search. But I always would recommend to go to selfiepodcast.com where we will have everything we talked about on each episode in the show notes. Yep. All right. We've got a quick um, sponsor to talk about, and then we're going to start our chat with Jamie Wright. Yes. So we are, we are officially in summer. Hello, hot summer, hot summer in Oklahoma. And I know we're all scrambling to get our ducks in a row in terms of what our children are doing every day. I've got some camps lined up. I know Kristen does too, but I'm always wanting interesting options for the downtime. Um, Same here. My kids are not in a ton of camps this summer, so I'm going to be relying very heavily on Epic. So Epic is a really amazing app that has tons of books, ebooks, audiobooks, read to me books, articles, and quizzes for kids. My family, to be honest, we are longtime users of Epic. It's a hit with my kids, and it's a really great option for kids who are home during the summer looking for something to do because it's screen time that doesn't really count as screen time. Totally does not count as screen time. It's about reading, like, it's all about reading. And what's so cool is that there are no in app purchases. And all content is geared toward kids age from about 4 to 12. So there's no mature content that kids can stumble upon, unlike other websites. Not that I'm speaking from personal experience. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, the app is really easy to use. My kids have no problem finding books that they're interested in because it's got such a big library. More than 25,000 popular kids' books, books that you've heard of, books that they like. Um, Lots to choose from, and what's great is each kid can get their own profile, which keeps everything organized and streamlined. Yes, and so we have a great offer for you guys right now. Epic is normally $7.99 a month, 
which is a great deal, actually, super great deal. But we have partnered with them to get our listeners two months free. All you need to do is use the promo code SELFIE when you sign up for an Epic subscription at getepic.com, and you'll get your first two months totally free. Once again, that's getepic.com, and use the promo code SELFIE for two months free. All right, let's chat with Jamie Wright. All right. Hey, Jamie. Thank you so much for being here with us. Hi. Thanks for having me. Um, Well, I'm excited to have you on the show. We tried to get you on the show when we had the Enneagram conversation, and it didn't quite work out. Yeah, I think we had technical difficulties. We had technical difficulties, (laughs) which is a thing. But now you're like a pro because you're doing a podcast on the regular. Oh, every day. Sometimes. Every day. They're just lined up. I have so many podcasts happening. Oh, I'm, well, I'm my recording podcast that I'm doing. Yes. Yeah. You know what? I don't, I'm like not in charge of that at all though. Well, but you still so, have to figure out like a headset and talking and you have to show yeah, that's up. that's it though. I just, yeah. I just show up and my part, <laughs> like my partners in crime do literally all the work. So. Well, tell us about the podcast of, though. That one that you do regularly. Um, <clears throat> I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> um, it's about missionaries. Uh, no, it's called it's, it's called the Failed Missionary Podcast. And um, I did not. I mean, it was not my brainchild. My friend Corey Pig called me up one day and was just like, "Hey, um, he he has the, like a the failed missionary thing going on." And then we are friends with um, one of the co-founders of Barbie Savior on Instagram, who is just brilliantly funny. And um, then he sort of pitched this idea and said, let's, you know, let's talk about this dismantling of um, the brokenness in the Christian missions world. And it's been really fun, really challenging because people get so upset um, when you challenge, you know, the common mindsets. And um, but the feedback's been really cool. It's, it's, it's really fun, fun little thing. So, well, and for the listeners who are not familiar with you, you write a blog called The Very Worst Missionary. Explain that title. Okay. So I moved my family, my three kids, um, and my husband across the world to Costa Rica, um, where we lived for five years as missionaries. And when I left the U.S., I thought that I was going to be the very best missionary. Like, I thought I was going to just go save people and do amazing things and, I don't know, change the world. And um, got into the into the mission field and just was like, this is um mess like this is such a joke and and really wrestled with like what do I do with that and I had taken on like communicating for my family because missionaries have to send letters you know back home and and so I kind of took on that role and sort of started openly exploring um you know talking talking honestly about these like big problems that I was seeing in missions and um eventually ended up um, having a moment where I was writing, like writing a newsletter, or, you know, trying to put something together to send back home for people, you know, who are supporting us. And um, I, I was sitting in my living room drinking like gallons of coffee because that's what I do. And I had to go to the bathroom. So I set down my computer, run to the bathroom, drop my drawers. And there is a gecko, like a lizard, like two inches from my business like it was like almost in in the land of milk and honey and I was just like what so I I lost my mind like lost my mind and um and kind of 
you know, ran back out to the living room, got myself put together and just had like this heart to heart with God where I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, this is not okay. And, um, after this moment, I just was like, I'm the worst. I was just like, I'm, I'm the, I'm the worst. I don't belong here. I don't think very many of these people belong <laughs> here. I'm a mess. I have depression. I don't want to be here. I don't want to go outside. I don't want to get dressed in the morning. And when I don't get dressed, I definitely don't want to find a lizard in my pants. Um, and so I just sort of changed <laughs> the name of my little blog. Like, okay, well, this is it. I'm the very worst missionary. And, um, I think, you know, it, it resonated with some people who were like, yeah. oh my gosh, yeah. And it all, it also upset other people. So it's sort of this tongue in cheek, like, am I the very worst missionary because I say the F word all the time and I am honest about these like internal struggles and opinions that I have that may not be popular or am I the very worst missionary because I suffer from depression and I don't always like my children and I don't, you know, like cannot get my shit together. (laughs) And it was a little of both ultimately, right? Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I found your blog. I mean, I don't even know when. I feel like your blog was one of the first blogs I really read on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And I loved and appreciated your voice because you were asking you were asking really hard questions. And even though I I'm not a missionary, was never a missionary, but you were pushing back on some of these kind of savior narratives of how um, you know, in particular Americans work with the poor and treat the poor. Um, And there was some resonance for me because as an adoptive mom, I feel like there's some of that kind of same weird savior stuff, especially in international adoption. And you you really were pushing back on this idea that we're all going to go into impoverished countries and and first of all, you know, save people. But second of all, um, that these you know, these endeavors were kind of like, you know, that people were going out and basically having like a moment with poor people and then saying it changed their life. Right. Right. And you, and you wrote about a sandwich. Um, do you remember what I'm talking about? I don't know. Like it was like, it was a post about like a poor kid making you a sandwich Oh, oh, no, no, no. That was, I, that was like really one of the biggest, that's like, that was like my first viral post. I wrote a post, total one-off about like, just, it was super snarky and it was this snarky, like sarcastic look at like, what if rich people flew into our communities, like into my middle, like what if rich people helicoptered down into my middle-class community and like offered to trim my hedges and like yes. paint my house. And then they would come in my house and I would teach them how to make like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and cut the yes. crust off. And they would be so like, wow, like, oh, that's so earthy. And you're so poor, but you're so happy. And and it would make me uncomfortable that they were there and like giving my kids, my kids candy and taking pictures with them. But I would also kind of want them to come back because they painted my house and trimmed my hedges. And then they would have the narrative where they go back to their big, rich people churches and tell people about how they made a sandwich <laughs> and trimmed <laughs> hedges. And I would feel like, okay, I got something out of that too. And how it's just this really gross mutual exploitation. And we would never really stand for that in our own communities. Like we would yeah. not actually do that. And so that was like, yeah, it was that, that like, we teach you how to make a sandwich, you rich people. Yes. Um, but it doesn't. Like, it doesn't feel gross to us, apparently, when we go into, you know, Ethiopian communities and they show us their rice and beans. And we're like, oh, it's amazing. They eat with their fingers. <laughs> You're just like, oh, right. okay. 
So yeah, that it's was like this definitely. kind of poverty tourism thing that would be really yeah. uncomfortable if flipped around. Absolutely. And we do it in the States too. Like we do this, we, I live in California and watch every year at, at on spring break and Easter as like hundreds of churches converge on, you know, like these tiny little poor districts in San Francisco and hand out gobs, like thousands of turkey legs and, you know, and it's just like, it's like visiting the zoo. Like they just, these Christian organizations, they, they send in busloads of people who come off like tourists. You know, they come off the buses like tourists with their cameras going and they're telling their yeah. Instagram stories and they're creating this narrative that is not reality for the daily lives of the people in these districts. And um, so it's not, this is not solely happening on foreign soil. And I think that's part of why the the blog really resonated with people because it wasn't, it's not just about missions. It's about like the broken church and missions, brokenness and missions is just a symptom of yeah. this big broken, all this broken stuff in, in the North American church. So Yeah, absolutely. And even exploitation in general, like, I mean, and I will admit, like, I have absolutely been that person. Like I remember I went on a trip to um, South Africa and I had a long labor in Johannesburg and I left the airport and in Johannesburg, someone came up to me and offered to drive me to Soweto, which is one of the poorest communities in South Africa. And I paid a person to drive me to a slum so Mm -hmm. I could go and take pictures there in my twenties. And I look back on that and think like, what in the world was I thinking? But like, that was a thing that was offered to me and I went and did it. Well, and when we pitch missions and we pitch like our global presence as quote unquote, experiencing poverty, like when you, when we make that okay as a thing, then of course, of course you can pay to go into a, a, a slum and take pictures. Cause you're, exp- you're it, we've given it this value. We say, oh, you're experiencing poverty and that that's helping your perspective. And it's just, I mean, it's not true. None of that's true. (laughs) You you don't experience poverty unless you are impoverished. Um, Right. And live it every day. Yeah. And it doesn't change your perspective unless you are involved. And, you know, so it's just such a false, it's such a false narrative. And, but you you totally can see how like that 20 year old Kristen is like, of course I want to do this. What an opportunity. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it is interesting too. Like there is really this widely held belief that like when you go into poorer communities and particularly communities of color that, you know, you hear people saying these tropes, like, you know, I needed Africa as much as Africa needed me, or, you know, I was changed by meeting them more than they'll, you know, like, Mm -hmm. why do we have Mm -hmm. this sort of magical poor community trope? Why does that exist? I think because it makes us feel good. Yeah. It it, it helps us make sense of our very comfortable suburban lives. Yeah. Like we just go, oh, it's okay. Like I have a place in the world and, and, and also it serves us. I mean, so many people collect passport stamps in the name of Jesus and hell, I want to travel all over the world. I love traveling. I love seeing new communities and new places and it's exciting and it's fun. And if you get to do it in the name of Jesus and also raise support so other people pay, like, hell yeah, that's exciting. So I, I just think it's it's really self-serving. And um, and it's it's just so it's such an easy narrative to cling to because it is it's better. It makes my life better. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
Well, you, in addition to the blog, you wrote a fantastic book that just came out. I love this book so much. It's called The Very Worst Missionary, A Memoir or Whatever, which I think is the funniest <laughs> title. Um, and in the book, it, I, I mean, what I really like about the book is it's just, it's the mix of a lot of things I love. It's, you're telling your story. It's hilarious. You're, you're, you're such a funny writer. Um, but you also ask some really hard questions and it's very thought provoking. Um, but it's also just really, really funny. <laughs> I wanted you to tell the story. There's a funny story in the book about you visiting an OBGYN for the first time. Oh gosh. Yeah. So I, it is a like legit memoir. Like people, I think a lot of people think, thought that I was going to write a book about missions, but it ended, it just ended up being like memoir, like when I was a child, you know, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And so I kind of go through like my childhood and my adolescence. And I was a wild child in my teens. Like I did a lot of dumb, crazy stuff. And so not surprisingly ended up pregnant at 17. And, um, I'd never been to the gynecologist before, which is probably why I got pregnant because I'd never gotten birth control. But, um, I, so when I, it was like, oh, I, I think I might be pregnant. I need to go. I, I took a te- pregnancy test, and I was like, oh, I need to go have a gynecologist tell me that this pregnancy test is wrong. <laughs> um, and so I, I went, and I was just like, okay, they're just going to reassure me that this is a mistake. But going to the gynecologist for the first time at 17, and, and the truth is I think I felt would feel the same way if I was 25, um, I just was like, oh, my gosh, I have to, like, prepare. Like, what do you, what do, you do <laughs> to make sure that like everything is clean and tidy. And like, (laughs) I I mean, I was just like, is there a shower there? Can I, how, how close can my actual shower be to my actual appointment time? And like shaved everything, you know, just like, everything has to be like smooth and you don't want any weird bumps and you don't want, I just, it was, it was like, I don't think I'd ever looked more closely at my business with a mirror like right then that day where I was just like is every, <laughs> does it look normal is this normal is he going to be grossed out is he going to be like and then also wanting to feel like a grown-up like I know what I'm doing um I'm a, yes I'm know. 17 but I'm fully cognizant of everything right. happening right like <laughs> I people have been down there this is not my first rodeo <laughs> I was pregnant so they probably would have figured that out but um and then yeah and and just like having this moment of like, oh, this all, this matters so much. Like my grooming matters so much. And then I'm <laughs> there. And the guy that walks in the door is like, it's like Enrique Iglesias in a lab Oh my coat. gosh. Like he was so beautiful. Oh my gosh. He was so beautiful. And I, I just was mortified. Like, oh, okay. This beautiful grown man doctor is going to look at my vagina. And I, it was, yeah. But just so, I spent so much time, like three hours just getting it all ready. <laughs> Isn't that so funny? I feel like OBGYN grooming is totally a thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I do the same thing. It's like I I pay way more attention to things down there on a day that I have an appointment than I do for, you know, people uh-huh. for whom I might, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, for other stuff. Yeah, yeah for other for sure. stuff. Like, and I still it, do that. I mean, for I still do I still it. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I'm like, okay. <laughs> Well, yeah, and then I'm like, okay, what time is the appointment? Let me work myself backwards so I'm showering within an hour of the appointment. Like, uh-huh. like, like yep. they're not seeing this stuff all day, every day. Right. I actually had an appointment um, maybe 10 years ago where I, like, 
I went in, this is so gross, but whatever. I went in and he was like, he's down there and there's like a nurse in the room, you know, or, you know whatever, somebody else in the room. And he's like, um, it looks like you have like maybe a little, but like there's a, a, a red spot here. And I was like, oh no, 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 that's not a thing. And he was just like, no, no, there's like a, there's definitely like a red, like you have some redness. I was like, well, I, okay. I did that this morning because I was like, is that a bump? Is right. that a bump? Is that a bump? Should I, what do I do? And I like, t- like, I don't know, p- picked. I, I just, yeah, totally. I was like so freaked out that there was going to be a bump that I made. You made like, one. I made a problem. Yeah. And, he, and so I had to like, you know, staring at the ceiling with my legs and stirrups explaining this. And they're just like laugh, laughing. That is so funny. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Oh, there's just nothing more mortifying. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I do remember another mortifying story that you've told me before, and it involved mm-hmm. monkey pee. God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're just this really is... going to go there. I, I just know mm-hmm. your worst stories, and I'm just going to make you mortify yourself you, on my you podcast. Know, you know too much. <laughs> this is, like, one of the lowest moments of my life. Like, in a, it, you know, it's, it's good because it's, I guess it's kind of funny, but it was, like, it was definitely a low moment for me. So it, when I was living in Costa Rica, um, we would go on these, like we'd take visitors and things on these tours. And one of the tours was this riverboat. It's really cool. You know, you go on this like long skinny riverboat and they take you down the river in the jungle and the, it's very tropical and there's monkeys like everywhere and howler monkeys. You can hear them all and there's crocodiles. It's very cool. So we get, I'm with my family and we had other family members visiting and we were like, oh, let's take them on the, the boat tour. So we drive, you know, two hours to this river we go on this tour and it's on a you know you're on a river and it rains in Costa Rica all the time so everything is always wet and um so we get on the boat and I'm I you know we all take our seats and I'm like oh my seat is wet this is that sucks but whatever so we I sit in the seat the whole time we go to this little island where we're gonna go zip lining and it starts we get all harnessed up and I'm like once we get off the boat I'm like it, it smells weird here like, this place smells weird, <laughs> like different. <laughs> and, um, you know, so we're getting ready to zip line, and I'm like, and it's getting, like, smellier. Oh. And um, we climb, tr- we start climbing trees, and it starts raining. And as it starts raining, I'm like, there is an odor. <laughs> like, there's a very, <laughs> like, there's some funk in this place. And it's like, everywhere I go, it's getting worse. Um, and it's because it was, it was me. I... I sat in monkey pee on uh-huh. on this boat, like like it must have been like fresh, like I'd totally like soaked my whole butt in monkey pee, and the stink of it, like I don't know, it was it was like a dead monkey. I don't know, it was so <laughs> it was so bad. And as it rained and my clothes, like it just spread all over oh. my clothes, and so I was the odor, like, all, and we're surrounded by people. Oh my god, it was so bad. At one point somebody like drive by sprayed me with perfume oh my gosh like walked by and like slowly was like (laughs) trying to (laughs) spray me and then I have to get back in a like 12 passenger van oh where it's just super obvious oh god it was the worst so on the way home and I'm I was wearing probably skinny jeans (laughs) um and on the way home, I'm like, oh, these pants are very wet and very tight. And and um, I'm, like, feeling super uncomfortable. And I was just like, I, I'm, like, starting to itch maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and 
I swear, like, by the time we got home, so it's basically I spent, I don't know, 12 hours in monkey pee, sitting, like, monkey pee against my, oh, my, my gosh. privates. Um, I had, like, the worst, I'm going to say it was a yeast infection and not a monkey STD. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's, it's hard to say. It just, it's hard to say. Right, because moisture, there was moisture, like, so much dampness, tight pants all day, plus monkey pee. Yeah. It was definitely not, like, your typical... Um, yeast infection. Like, it was definitely a monkey-induced yeast infection. I feel like that should be your Twitter bio. Monkey-induced yeast (laughs) infection survivor. (laughs) God. I don't even know how I... And then then I'm in Costa Rica, and, like, I spoke Spanish at that point. We'd been there for years, and... But there's a whole different level of Spanish to, like, talking about your vagina and, like... (laughs) But, like, trying to tell a pharmacist or a doctor, like, I'm having, I have issues, I sat in monkey pee, I have a yeast effect. Like, I don't know any, I don't know a lot of those words. Like, you didn't get those in your Spanish, Spanish class. Yes. So I'm, like, Googling, like, yogurt. Do I put yogurt in my, like, do I put actual human food in my vagina? How do I fix this without help? And for the record... Yogurt works. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Really? Just yeah. any old yogurt? Yeah. Was it flavored? Um, yeah. Strawberry? Not a good idea. Not a good I idea. Nothing with so. sugar. Yeah. Keep the sugar away from your vagina. That's what I learned. Plain yeah, old plain yogurt. Plain yogurt actually is very soothing and it, it, it helps. This is um, the caveat where I have to say, Jamie Wright is not a medical doctor. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and any yogurt applied to your vagina should be conferred with the physician. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I am not saying do this. I'm saying I did this and I have serious like issues. Well, it's it, all better like, now, it was right? A desperate moment you, in my life. It's you oh, oh my gosh, this. so much better. <laughs> and no yeast infection to speak of. <laughs> very clean. So, Everything's very tidy and healthy. Yeah. So happy that all of that is behind you. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Like, I don't even live near monkeys anymore, which makes oh me really... Oh, <laughs> Always fun, though, trying to communicate those awkward things when there's, like, a cultural or language barrier. I remember once that I asked for a tampon in a store in India because I'd gotten my period. And I'm trying to explain to these people what a tampon is <laughs> by hand motions because I don't speak the language. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, like literally like showing like it goes inside you to this right. horrified man. And then He's a like, woman who, what's that? Condom, like condoms. Like it could be oh, so right. many things. Yeah. And like he looks horrified. And then a, a, a horrified woman who apparently understood what I was saying and spoke a little English pulls me aside and says, in India, those are for prostitutes. <laughs> so I guess. You don't get to wear tampons in India unless you're a prostitute or there's a black market. I don't know. Oh. Um, but she very firmly told me that they don't sell those because those are for prostitutes. Or maybe yeah. she misunderstood me. I don't know. She thought you were looking for a dildo. Maybe. Yeah. She was like, what? Maybe. In Costa Rica, when I when we first moved to Costa Rica, they did, tampons were not common. They, just, they were kind of just making their way into the culture and so every once in a while there'd be like a big billboard and it would be for like the they didn't have applicators it was just like the kinds you just like like OB. in there with your hand yeah yeah and so it was it was such a weird but like it, this was in you know 
the it's 2010 and they're finally getting tampons and I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine a life without tampons. Ugh. I can't either. Like, no, thank you. Yuck, yuck. Yeah. All right. Well, of course, this is a podcast about self care, so I have to ask you how how are you doing on the self care front these days? Um, probably not great. Yeah. I don't sleep enough. I don't eat healthy food enough and I don't work out enough. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like what, what else, what other self-care things can I not be doing? Cause that's probably, well, you've been hiking a little bit lately. Yes. I will say that I've been getting out in nature so much more and I um, think that's really been good. It it actually, that's been a huge thing. Hiking and getting outside has been so refreshing to me and it counts as exercise. So, um, and and I think for me, in this last, like, season of my life, spending time with people that I love has been, like, for me, because I'm such an introvert and I have to really force myself to do that, it's been a, an act of self-care. Like, yeah. text, texting a friend and being like, do you want to come over to my house at 8.30 tonight and we'll just drink wine and eat cookies? And then, like, doing that until midnight. Those kinds of things have been really life-giving for me lately so that's probably I think that's huge though I mean especially as an introvert to do the reaching out to push past the you know the resistance and the desire to just stay home Mm -hmm. that's big yeah yeah and the other thing is honestly weirdly connected the going to the OBGYN that's been like a thing where I'm like I'm 42 and I need to like make get all my stuff figured out totally you know so I've actually seen him a couple of times recently and it's been like really like empowering, like, oh, I'm, t- you know, understanding yes. my, my body and what's happening with my body. And, um, that's been, you know, cause those things, like I'm going to make this appointment and actually shave all the stuff and show up. And, um, that, so that's actually, I think been an, an act of self-care for me is like seeing the doctor and all that stuff. Oh, totally. I have been in that. I've been doing the same thing, seeing a doctor and all of the things, including, the OBGYN, and I, I think I'm going to do that ablation thing. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. getting things taken care of. Right, because it just all starts to change. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's really weird when it starts, because, you know, like, I have my rhythms. I've been having my period since I was 12 years old. I know how to have a period, and then all of a sudden I don't. <laughs> and I know. Like, oh. it's, I thought I knew what I was doing, but it, it changed. So, yeah, that's been really, like, a kind of a... Um, forced but it's definitely been a thing that I'm, I'm glad I've done is just kind of get my figure my body out as I yeah as I age I guess yeah it's important and it's a big deal and it's easy to just like I'll deal with it next month and then a year <laughs> or two five go by mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah five exactly <laughs> totally no I mean I'm that person you know when they're like mm-hmm. when was your last pop and you're like uh-huh um been a while <laughs> right let me think <laughs> yeah for sure but then I always feel so good like I just had my pap and I always feel so good like I just I just adulted so hard it's so grown up it's, it's such so a grown, grown up. up thing to do so yeah it, it definitely feels like I'm a real adult now that I'm 42 and can go to the OBGYN I know <laughs> how are you doing with the post office though I know that's a struggle we both share oh my gosh I went yesterday nice I guess. I went yesterday and I went Friday because I've... I, I had Twice! Like, yes, because I wrote this book and my publisher's like, guess what you have to do? Send your book to people. Oh. So <clears throat> I have to like write addresses on envelopes and seal them and take them to the post office. And um, I like, 
it's a thing. Like I have to, I plan my whole day around it. And then usually my, my post office closes at five o'clock, which is cruel. Like you'd think they'd be open until six oh, I know. people who work, but I know. Um, I usually will get out of my house. Like I'll be like, okay, I'm going to take a shower at three 30. <laughs> exactly. Get dressed. Get Just... dressed. So I can, yeah, and then I usually skate into the post office at like 4.45, and they're never happy to see me, so. <laughs> I actually have three packages that I put in my car to take to the post office. I was like very excited that I was adulting, and then I got there at 8, and they didn't open till 9. <gasps> that does, I'm... that is not, that does not make sense. No, I know, right? Like, you gotta open at 8. But so, I've had the same thing happen with my bank. Like, why aren't places open at 8? What, are this, what is this, what is this, like a college schedule? <laughs> That's weird. Are they in there at eight doing things and then they can't open it? That is Maybe. That is... I don't know. So the crap is still oh. in my car. All I know is I was going to try to write a book, but now that you're telling me that it involves post office trips, I'm like, mm, I'm not going to do that now. You know, it's actually like worth Never it mind. to avoid it. Yeah. Just, I mean... <laughs> Just, just know that that's what's happening at the end. You're going to torture yourself writing a book, the whole process. Then you're going to have to edit that book, and then eventually you're going to have to put that book in envelopes and put it take it into the post office. So it's basically not worth it. That sounds horrible. Forget it. it. Yeah. My book will yeah. never see the light of day. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for this important disclosure that somehow no one's told me yet. They don't want you to know. They don't because they're like they they know you'll back out. No, Forget the world it. needs your book. You have to write it. All I'll right, mail your we'll book see. for you. You let me know. You, you know, will you sign? Will you sign a contract that you'll do that? Yes, yes, <laughs> I will. Because I love I would, you that much, and I believe that the world needs your book that much. I would never I put that, that on you, Jamie. Thank you, thank you. See, this is what friendship looks like, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question for you. We always do this with our guests. We want to hear two thumbs up from you. Two things you're loving. Two books, shows, lip glosses, serums. Um, okay, there is a um, facial thing that I really like. It's um, I do this like once a week, and I really really like it. But it's from I think it's called Yellow, but it's Y L L O, and it's like this Canadian company, and they do this turmeric mask, and it's like organic sugar and salt and turmeric and whatever's in it. I mean, it's like six ingredients or something, but it's all organic and all natural. Mm. And it looks like baby poo. It's like bright yellow, gross baby poo, and I love it. Like, it's been kind of a game changer for my skin. It's been really good because as I'm, you know, 42, so my skin is both um, oily, sometimes I get acne, and also dry and wrinkly. Yeah, I have that. <laughs> That's fun. That's a fun combo. Mm-hmm. So that, and then combined with this little, this oil thing that I buy from this girl I know, um, and I don't know what's in it. It's just magic. It's just magic oil. It's like unicorn. Well, I've smelled that oil. oil. Mm-hmm. I think you brought it when we were together oh, yeah, in Texas. Yeah. It smells so good. It does smell good, and it's just kind of miraculous, so I like that. So that combo, I like doing That's my kind of face thing that I do once, like maybe once a week. Nice. Um, and what else? Okay, the other thing, it's so silly, but um, this is so weird, but gla- glasses, because I, gla- I wear contacts most of the time, but um, I, the, 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 what's it called, coastal.com, they do these sales on glasses, so you can get like, They'll do like buy one get one free, and then they have these cute little lines of glasses that are like thirty five dollars, and it's it is thirty five dollars for your glasses and lenses. Um, wow! And so every once coastal dot com, yeah, coastal dot com, c o a s t a l dot com. Nice. Coastal. And 
Yeah, and they just have, they have I mean, obviously they, they have more expensive glasses, but like just for having, never in my life have I had like glasses to choose from. I've always had like one garbage pair that I wear at night when I'm watching TV. But now um, I just, every once in a while, I'll go in and I'll, like if they're having a buy one, get one free. I'll get two pairs of glasses and I don't get anything fancy. Like I don't get the like lenses coated or anything like that because yeah. I don't care. They're so cheap. Um, but it's been kind of fun just to have like a little uh, collection of very cheap glasses that help me see. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, that is yeah. my, that's my next self-care step is I've got to deal with my vision because I can't see anything. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, a, it's nice to see. It really is. Yeah. When I don't, when I can't see, I just feel tired. Like yes. sometimes I'll forget to put my glasses on in the morning. Like I'll just get up and start walk, walking around my house and I'm like, Oh, I'm so tired today. Then I put on my glasses. I'm no, 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 I'm not. I can see. I, it's just that I couldn't see. It's weird. Now, did you like always have vision issues or are you like me where it's just like, now you have to wear glasses? No, I, I got glasses, I think in sixth grade or something. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's more so of like a I'm, life habit for you. Uh huh. Now I need to get probably bif- bifocals. <laughs> I, I need some re- re- readers. <laughs> that's the, yeah. It's so embarrassing. Like I can't, I can hardly mm-hmm. order on a menu. Oh, me too. I like turn the brightness up on my phone, turn the flashlight mm-hmm. on it, take a picture of it and magnify yes, the menu. Yeah. <laughs> That's a thing that I do a lot with little yeah. boxes, the directions on things. Oh God, yeah. this is my life. Uh, but, or I ask yeah. my kids to read it. I'm like, okay, this is, this is yeah. demoralizing. all right well thank you so much jamie for um chatting with us you guys can check out jamie's book on amazon or anywhere else the books are sold it's called the very worst missionary and you can also check out her blog at theveryworstmissionary.com thanks for joining us continue the selfie conversation with us on instagram at at selfie podcast and on facebook at facebook.com backslash selfie podcast You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so that you can catch up with us next week. A huge thanks to Shepherd Audio for our intro music. Take care.